Hello, this is Gary from VR Roundtable, and this podcast is the audio from an episode of our Deep Dive series of videos on our YouTube channel, which can be found at youtube.com forward slash VR Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is Anthony from VR Roundtable. Welcome to another installment of Deep Dives. And on this particular installment of Deep Dives, the topic is going to be the PlayStation VR launch day lineup. Was the PlayStation VR launch one of the best collections of launch day software that we have seen in many, many years. And that is basically going to be the key topic of this discussion. Now, personally, it's my take that the PlayStation VR launch lineup was absolutely incredible. And you really have to go all the way back to the launch of the Xbox 360 Way back in November of 2005, we're talking basically 11 years before the arrival of PlayStation VR. And that's the last time that you had a launch that was really incredible. If we think about the various consoles that have come out in the last 11 years, well, we can talk about the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch just came out mere days and weeks ago. I mean, it just came out recently. But also, I think everybody will fully admit that other than the Zelda game, there really isn't much else that is coming to the Switch. So even though it does have that incredible game, you can't really look at the Nintendo Switch as having this amazing launch day lineup because it's just that one game. And then if you go back to the next most recent video game system that came out, you can talk about, of course, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Both of these systems came out in November of 2013. And honestly, I would say both of them had very lackluster launch lineups. With the Xbox, you can think of Forza and you can think of Rise as being the big games for the Xbox One. And for PlayStation 4, it was Killzone Shadowfall and it was Knack. Those were the big games for PlayStation 4. And there really wasn't much else beyond that. So once again, those launch lineups not very good. You go back to the Nintendo Wii U. The Nintendo Wii U did not have a very good launch lineup either, if you think about the games that came out with that launch. I truly believe that you have to go all the way back to the arrival of the Xbox 360 way back in November 2005 to get to a launch lineup that is good as PlayStation VR. So, What's so great about the PlayStation VR launch lineup when the reality is PlayStation VR doesn't have one major heavy-hitting launch day game. There isn't one specific 
PlayStation VR game that you can point to as, oh man, PlayStation VR has blank. You know, it didn't have that at launch. That really wasn't the situation for PlayStation VR. Instead, PlayStation VR had strength in numbers. It had so many good games that covered so many different varied categories that we typically don't get. There weren't a lot of games in the common categories that you expect. There was no role-playing game. There was no first-person shooter. There was no sci-fi action-adventure. A lot of categories that you normally would expect, there wasn't a game in that category. We didn't have a football game like Madden. We didn't have a soccer game like FIFA. We didn't have an NBA game like NBA 2K. There weren't a lot of games in the normal categories. The games were in all kinds of different categories. And there wasn't any one very specific game that truly stood above the rest, but there's so much good quality and there's so much variety and there's so much interesting things that went on with the PlayStation VR lineup. So what about the games? Let's talk about it. Why do I feel like this launch lineup was so good? Well, We talked about big games, and I talked about how there really isn't that one very specific game. But you know what there was? There was Battlezone. And Battlezone was a big-time game for PlayStation VR at launch. There were only two PlayStation VR games that were full price, $59.99. You have Battlezone, and you have EVE Valkyrie. Those were the two big ones. Those were the two expensive games at launch. And I think if you look at Battlezone, Battlezone made by Rebellion, Sony basically got Rebellion to make this game for PlayStation VR. This was kind of the flagship game for PlayStation VR. Now, is Battlezone absolutely incredible? Is it the be-all, end-all? No, but it still is a very, very good game. And I have to say for myself personally, I would not be a PlayStation VR owner, at least not at launch, if there wasn't a game like Battlezone. Battlezone maybe did not live up to every little dream and hope that I had for it, but it pretty much delivered mostly of what you would expect for a first-generation VR game on a brand new VR platform. I think we have to give Sony some credit for Battlezone. I think we have to give Rebellion some credit for Battlezone. They brought a very high-impact game to the table. The graphics are very good. They're very clean. They're very crisp. This game looks good on a vanilla PlayStation 4, and it also looks absolutely outstanding on a PlayStation 4 Pro. The game plays really well. The game flows really well. The control that you have of your tank is silky smooth, and the action is fast and furious. The music is really good. The sound effects are great. It's incredibly colorful. It's a very visceral experience. I really don't have anything bad to say about Battlezone. I mean, one of the great games for PlayStation VR launch. Now, I just mentioned Eve Valkyrie. And Eve Valkyrie is not one of the elite PlayStation VR games at launch that I really want to talk about, but it's still a very solid game. You launch through a tunnel, and you're flying through space, and you're dodging asteroids, and you're taking on enemy fighters. 
it does provide that kind of high-impact cockpit experience. Both Battlezone and E-Valkyrie are both these cockpit-type experiences where it puts you into that world and it really immerses you into that situation and you feel like you're out there, like you're a space pilot that is taking on enemy forces. And it's really a quite solid game. Now, are either of these games $60 games? Probably not. They probably shouldn't be 60 They probably should be priced more like 50 or 40 But I think both of them are very good. So you got those two games. Then you have what I think might be the best PlayStation VR game of the entire launch, and that is Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Until Dawn Rush of Blood is one of these games. It's, it's in a genre that is completely out of left field. How many times have you played a game where you're on a slow moving roller coaster and it's a horror game it's like a survival horror and it's also almost like a light gun shooter because you have a gun in each hand I mean, when's the last time you played a game like that? Probably never, because honestly, I can't ever remember a game where you are on a slow-moving roller coaster and you're playing a light gun game. But that's basically what you're doing with this PlayStation VR game. And the thing about the world of Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, the world that they put you in in this game is incredibly convincing. It can cause a lot of terror and a lot of fright. I can tell you that I felt basically a, a sense of dread every time I thought about going into Until Dawn Rush of Blood. As fun and enjoyable as the game is, it's almost like you have to prepare yourself and you have to strap yourself in and you have to get yourself ready for the situation that is about to go down because you will have all kinds of creepy crawly things that will enter your peripheral vision and quickly come upon you and you try to blast these things with the guns and with the ammunition that you have and you keep upgrading your guns and you're going through this roller coaster and it's in the winter time and it's snowing and you're going through these creepy haunted mansions through the roller coaster and the experience that you get from Until Dawn, Rush of Blood is truly exceptional, and that's just another one of these miscellaneous games. One game I haven't even brought up so far is Playroom VR. Playroom VR is actually a free piece of software that was available right at launch, and one of the most incredible games in VR is Robots Rescue from Playroom VR. Robots Rescue from Playroom VR is kind of what you dream of from the standpoint of a Mario game in VR. What would it be like to play a Ratchet and Clank in VR? What would it be like to play a Mario game in VR? Well, Robots Rescue for Playroom VR, it gives you a little bit of that feel. But in a way, it almost takes things to a higher level. Because the thing about Robots Rescue is it actually puts you physically in the game. Even though you're playing a third-person VR game, your controller that you're holding in your real-life hands is also represented in the VR world. And you see the controller, and it's there, and it's a part of that world, and it's interacting with the main character that you're playing, with this cute little cuddly robot guy that you're moving around the world and you're jumping and hopping and bopping, 
you control that character and he interacts with you and you have this controller and the controller is in the world and you can shoot out little ropes and your little guy can jump on the ropes and he can get up higher to points that he couldn't reach before and you are basically working together with this third person character in a virtual reality game where you're completely surrounded by a beautiful Mario type 3D world. I have to hope and I have to pray that Shigeru Miyamoto has had a chance to try Robots Rescue and can see the brilliance of something like Robots Rescue. And I really hope that Nintendo is working on an absolutely incredible Mario game for their first VR Mario game. I I hope it's in prototype development right now, and I hope they took a good long look at Robots Rescue to know how you can do some amazing things in VR, even with a third-person game. And, And Robots Rescue was there on day one. Another incredible platformer that was there on day one is a game called Bound. Now, Bound is a very interesting game because here's the thing about Bound. Bound is one of these games that is about as artistic as it gets. You control a alien ballerina and you're basically controlling this alien ballerina, moving her around this three-dimensional world, having her jump up and down and jump off of that wall and jump off of that wall and then jump over there. And that's why it's called bound because there's a lot of jumping. There's a lot of prancing around. You're kind of dancing. You're taking this alien ballerina. Now, I don't know if it's an alien. It might be uh, a creature from a dream or, or from some alternate reality or whatever, but you're taking this character and you're dancing her around the environment to avoid enemies and to avoid obstacles, to avoid pitfalls in her path. And it's such a magical game because the world of Bound is procedurally generated to a degree. And you have a sea of digital white cubes that is just pulsating and undulating all around you. And it's moving up and it's moving down and it seems to have a rhythm. And when you're in VR and when you're in that world and you're looking around this Bound world, it is truly incredible the visuals are absolutely spectacular and you're looking at this this sea this ocean of 3D cubes that are just undulating and moving around and it truly captures the imagination i truly think bound is one of the most underrated vr games as well in this underrated launch day lineup but there's just so much more what about drive club vr an incredible racing game drive club vr is a game that honestly i gave short shrift because the very first time i tried it in the demo it gave me a bit of nausea and so for a long time i didn't try to play drive club vr anymore then i tried it again later and you know what hey there was no nausea and i was having a ton of fun and i was racing around the demo laps and that was great but then i finally got my hands on the full version of drive club vr and checking out all the different tracks driving in the snow areas and driving in these bright sunny mountainside areas and and seeing rivers and seeing lakes and streams that you're driving by as you go over bridges and you're in that world it's completely 3d you're really there you see the butterflies fly across the roadway you see birds fly across the roadway you see little leaf petals that get kicked up into the dust and into the wind there's dirt that's blowing at you 
everything is very visceral and everything really puts you there and makes you feel like you're there. And, and I really feel like Drive Club VR is one of these games that a lot of people probably do feel a little bit of motion sickness, but I think it's one of these games that, you know what, try to stick with it, man, because there is a lot of great juice that is in Drive Club VR. Then you have Batman Arkham VR. Batman Arkham VR shows us what a AAA experience can be like in VR. Now, is this incredibly short? Is Batman Arkham VR an incredibly short game? Absolutely, but it's also only $20. We have to take that into consideration as well. But what Rocksteady has done with Batman Arkham VR to put you in the world of Batman and have you have the ability to look around this world and to see your gloves and you look in a mirror and you see Batman and Batman is you and you start moving your arms around and you move your head around and it's moving perfectly and it's tracking with you and you go to these different environments and you explore, you watch this fight take place and it happens in front of you and it's almost like the Matrix. You can slow down time and speed it up and fast forward and you're kind of studying the situation from a detective standpoint. I think Batman Arkham VR, it shows us what an incredible detective game could potentially be like in VR as well. Now, you don't get into a ton of combat and action in this game, but it puts you in places where you're standing right next to a human-sized character, and that character can look so real and so accurate, and you could just really buy into that experience. But there's also some games that are completely off the beaten path. You have stuff like Thumper, Thumper is is one of these games that will just put you into a psychedelic world where you almost feel like you're on some type of drug and you're seeing just unbelievable things that somebody freaking out on drugs might see. But you know what? There are no drugs required. You can just load up Thumper and you can experience what it might be like to take some crazy psychedelic drug, but you don't have to deal with all the side effects and all the downsides. And Thumper is one of these rhythm violence game, and I think that's a very good explanation of it because you hit these walls, you slam these walls, and you have to really get a feel for it. And you have to get a feel for the timing and you battle these incredible bosses that have a scale that is unimaginable. The thing about VR that is so powerful is it can put you in that place and you could see huge, gigantic boss monsters that you have to battle and they are so huge and you can look way up at them and they're occupying a huge amount of space within your VR world and it really puts you there. And Thumper is one of these audio-visual tour de forces. It really brings it. Another game in a very similar vein is Res Infinite. Res Infinite is this classic game from the Dreamcast era. It was a psychedelic game way back then showing you trippy VR type visuals. But now that VR is here, we can experience the full game in VR. And it's taking this very old game from the Dreamcast days, but it's giving it new life. And then you have the area at the very end of the game, Area X, which just takes it that much further and just blows the whole thing out and takes it as far as it can go to give you an idea of what a concept 
of Res Infinite if it was made specifically for VR in these modern times, what that would look like. Now, it's not a super long level. It's kind of a teaser and it gives us a glimpse of what we're looking at in the future. But Res Infinite is another great game and it's a game in a completely different category. I mean, what genre do you put Res Infinite in? Well, another genre that was covered, though, is the puzzle game because we had Super Hypercube right from launch. And Super Hypercube is an incredibly simple game, but it has an amazingly cool aesthetic to it. We're talking about a retro neon kind of old arcade raster machine kind of aesthetic. It kind of has a Vetrix look. It really gives you that retro vibe. And so in this game, it's a puzzle game and you're basically just taking these cubes and you're manipulating the cubes. You're moving them around. You're switching them to this side and to that side and you're trying to fit them through these holes Walls are approaching you that have a very specific kind of hole that's built in the wall. And like the TV show Wipeout, you have to fit your cube inside that hole and get it through the wall. And it's a really good puzzle game that takes great advantage of what VR brings to the table. So you have stuff like Super Hypercube, a great puzzle game. There's also a great multiplayer game that came out right at launch, Rigs. What about Riggs from Gorilla Cambridge? Now, Riggs is a game. It's 100% online type game. I believe it does have bots, so you can kind of play a single player version of Riggs, but it's mostly designed around multiplayer. It's almost like this futuristic sport. In some ways, it gives you kind of like a deathmatch type of thing where you're in a cockpit and you're battling other players and you're in teams and then it has other modes where it's more like a sports game and you're almost playing like a futuristic version of football or soccer in some kind of futuristic way and so rigs really brought a lot to the table as well job simulator did you know that job simulator by alchemy labs is the single best-selling PlayStation VR game as a digital download. It is the number one selling digital download on PlayStation VR, or at least it was for a very long time. This game was out on launch day. Now, I already had an HTC Vive, and I've already played Job Simulator many times before. So when the PlayStation VR came out, I was not interested in Job Simulator and I didn't really think about it too much. But if you think about all the owners out there that don't own an HTC Vive, which is a hell of a lot of people that bought a PlayStation VR, they get to enjoy a game like Job Simulator, which has an incredible level of comedy and hijinks and then the fact that you can control so many physical objects you can pick objects up you can drop them you can move them around the physics the interaction that it gives you it's a stand-up experience you really feel like you're there because it gives you hands and you can interact with so many different things and then the comedy of the game is really at a high level as well and then, you know, there's other games I haven't even mentioned yet, like PlayStation VR Worlds. What about PlayStation VR Worlds? It gives you the experience of going into the ocean in a shark tank and seeing what it would be like to have a great white shark 
that is not very far from you at all. And, and then it puts you in London heist where you're, you're almost in like a guy Ritchie film and you're shooting bad guys and you're driving a car and, and smoking cigars and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. There's lots of little games that are in PlayStation VR worlds. That was a great game for them to come out with as well. You have stuff like Wayward Sky, and you have stuff like Harmonix Music VR, which is another really good game. So, I mean, when we think about PlayStation VR launch, there just was so many good games. I didn't even bring up Headmaster. I didn't even bring up Super Stardust Ultra. There's just a lot of great stuff that came out right at launch for PlayStation VR. And I will completely admit that there was not one single individual game that just blew everybody away, like, say, a Resident Evil 7. It didn't have that one really big game. But what PlayStation VR did have at launch was a lot of really good games. It had strength in numbers. It had so many high-end experiences in so many radically different genres and genres that maybe we don't see a lot of anymore. And so, like I was saying, we don't really have your classic style role-playing game on PlayStation VR. That's a huge genre. We don't have anything that fits in that genre. We don't have a soccer game on PlayStation VR or a, a realistic basketball game or baseball game. There's so many genres of games. The, the first-person shooter genre, we really don't have a game that would qualify as your typical first-person shooter. There's so many genres of games for PSVR that we don't have But it just goes to show you that we had so many games at launch that it was so many different genres and so many genres that are kind of off the beaten path. And so I think if there are some VR gamers out there that are open-minded and you're willing to try a lot of interesting experiences in different categories, this is where that PlayStation VR launch lineup really hit a home run. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible what Sony brought to the table and what all the third parties that worked with Sony brought to the table. I really feel like this is a story that a lot of people are not talking about. This was an incredible launch lineup, incredibly underrated, And I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, take a close look at the Xbox One launch lineup. Take a look at the PS4 launch. Take a look at the PlayStation 3 launch. Oh, God, I remember how horrible that launch was. A lot of these systems that have come out in the last 11 to 12 years have had terrible launches. And I have to go all the way back to the Xbox 360 back in November of 2005, and I think that's the last launch that actually compares to this PSVR launch. Yet, nobody is really talking about this. Nobody really has said anything about this. I think it's a damn shame, and it's just because not enough people have really experienced it and have tried so many of the launch games to really have that basis of of judgment to understand what we got and, and what Sony delivered for us. So anyway, guys, that's basically going to wrap it up for this installment of Deep Dives. Once again, thanks for joining us on this video. If you could please like the video, if you could please subscribe to the channel and go ahead and leave a comment and we'll go ahead and we'll talk to you guys next time. Take it easy. Later.